Welcome to the Podcast Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And this time on the SD card, I have 16 hours worth of space. That's what you said last time. No, 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 no. Look, look, to... I got it right this time. See, uh-huh. six, oh, it did. oh, yeah, and the screen goes off just <laughs> as you turn it. Very convenient. No, I thought the 13, I thought it was only hours and minutes. It's actually hours, minutes, and seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's 16 hours, 13 minutes, and it's dark. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so yes, yes, we are good this time. Okay. No bad. That's that nice. I realize uh, we're expanding technology here. I really need to like consolidate or something. Yeah, we actually are. But it makes us look professional and stuff. Yeah, but nobody Not that sees anyone sees us. It. Yeah, we're, but it just makes us feel professional. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now we can be like we're real podcasters. Yes. So I was... Um, I, I've been going through and mixing the batch that we have because we've got, uh, gosh, probably about six, maybe seven um, that I have to post. So, you know, we do it bi-weekly, but, you know, we <laughs> record <laughs> weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, sure we do. No. Uh, but I had most of the summer where I didn't um, post on a regular basis because summer's crazy. But so I've been like mixing them and auto setting them up to post automatically. Mm-hmm. So we've actually the last like four episodes have posted on time or something. Oh, nice! Like that. And uh, the last one I posted, we're we're in your house and it's the one where the smoke alarm's beeping. Oh yeah! It's like, beep. Oh, <laughs> that was a year ago because we weren't even moved into this place yet. I don't even know if it was. It might have been cold out. Do you think it was cold outside? Mm, I don't know. Or chilly? Yeah, but yeah, I was telling you. It I was might like, have yeah, been. I yeah. Think, I think I was like, yeah, we don't have a closing date or something. I can't yeah. remember, but yeah, I was like, because we oh, still weren't man. moved into this place. I know that because I don't think we were moved in. You moved in first, right? No, you moved in first. I helped. When did you move you. in? Yeah, I helped you first. Did you? Okay. Right. Our. When did you move in? Our closing date was like November thirtieth, and oh, I think it was the next weekend. We moved in first. You moved in second. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought I couldn't remember though. Because we moved yeah. in at the beginning of November. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you did. But but you were here. We we came in because you had a key. Yeah, and so we could sit. We had electricity. Actually, I think one of the times we didn't even fully have electricity. We just used a little bit. Yeah, it was funny. It was like it was just funny. Like oh man. Uh huh. I posted the episode. Now we've been in our houses and like. Yeah. See, here's (laughs) still here's still what's not fair though. So, (laughs) you had a whole house built. That is true, yeah. We yeah. are still waiting to finish our upper part, and they haven't even started our bottom part yet. So not to put a damper on, like, having your house and living in it and being uh-huh. comfortable, but, like, how many, like, extra repairs have you had to make yet? Uh-huh. So Kellen has gotten to this phase. Kellen is my youngest. Mm-hmm. Um where he likes to rip the fixtures off the wall. Oh, no. So I'm in the bathroom the one time, and we have like one of those little loopy towel hanger things by the sink. Uh-huh. And then there's another one that's kind of on the other side of the bathroom, across from, it's kind of across from the toilet, sort of. Uh-huh. And somebody pulled the, the little loopy one off, and I'm like, kids, come on, you're using a towel. You don't have to pull on it or whatever. Then, then everyone, no, Kellen does it. Okay, yeah, Kellen did it. Sure, you can't even reach it. <laughs> so... I, I'm in there one time and he's sitting on the toilet and he can reach the other one and he pulls the towel and that like pulls the wall anchors. Boop, boop. Cause so our old house, we had plaster. Yeah. You could pull all day and those wall anchors were not coming out because like you had to drill past the plaster, put them in, they had to expand and then it would pull against the plaster. And that stuff was just crazy hard. Right. These like, it's just drywall and it's like, boop, boop. And I was like, 
you tore. So there's like three fixtures now in the house. That, and now he's trying to pull up on the sink. Oh, and I'm no. like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, I might replace the sink with a whole vanity this okay. winter because yeah. that's just, I can't have him pull the sink off. It's oh. a pedestal sink. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't want you pulling that off the wall and out of the wall and all that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm going around replacing all the stuff okay. Callan has decided to break. So, one of the toilets we got malfunctioned. It overflowed. Um, it flowed down through our the bottom stairs, so it messed up the drywall in the laundry room. The light fixture Ooh. now only blinks, so I got to take that apart and put a new light fixture in, hoping it's just that. Our electricity was miswired, yeah. so I went to go ahead and fix the dryer. Later on, to found out, find out that our, the electricity was miswired to the two twenty line, the four twenty line, a or whatever. Like that once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I'm. I told Sarah's like, I'm not supposed to. We <laughs> took everything down to the studs. We had new electricity put in this house, <laughs> and I am fixing things. I was like. I, um, I, I've heard worse from neighbors mm-hmm. about stuff that they've come. Like we had, we found it. We're like, man, where are all these uh, ants coming in from? And we found a place outside by the door that wasn't yeah. caulked correctly. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I get little stuff like that. Yeah, that's easy to overlook. But man, a toilet oh, flooding so- a. So we we ended up taking apart the upper part, or taking the inner part of the toilet, which was the part that was messed up. We replaced that, and yeah. That hurts. Yep. So I shouldn't be, again, everything is practically new except for the outside of the house. We, we had um, we had a toilet replaced by a plumber in our old house. And I'm sitting here like, like, how come the bathroom, the toilet keeps getting a little puddle under it? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I mean, like, usually that's like the ring is bad or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's just a one-time thing. Well, then it's like getting worse and worse. So I take uh-huh. the toilet off. The plumbers have put it in. Never put a wax ring on it. Oh, no. They seriously just set the toilet on the old hole. Uh-huh. Dude, that's like, every time it flushed, that's not isn't that like clean to- water. Isn't that like Toilet 101? <laughs> that's like, yeah. I, uh, so I, I'm like, this is like literally like probably a month before we're selling the house. I'm like ripping up the toilet oh. and putting it, which I know I've done that like a couple of times. It's not mm-hmm. that big. It's just like. Whenever you're dealing with water, mm-hmm. like in your house, it just sucks. It's like, yeah. you know you're going to get wet. You know you're going to make a mess, and there's got to be a cleanup. But. Well, so one of the other things that went wrong is our house is over 100 years old. And so, like, the piping in the basement, like, probably one of the pipings we didn't fix, um, our <laughs> sink was overflowing. It's like, what? Ooh. And I took the under part of the sink off, and because Sarah's like, man, we clogged it already. I was like, ah, oh, how did we do that? Take it. I was like, it's beautiful. I, I would have licked off of it. It's, yeah. It was, like, white and, like... PVC pipe I mean it looked clean and everything right. and so then we found out that it was the piping down below so when the plumber went in he's like oh I bet you it collapsed on itself because it's old so he like cut it off and all kinds of stuff poop went all oh, over him oh. um, because it came from upstairs it oh. came from the sink it came from all of those different areas and so like oh. it was just all over. It was it was it was slightly gross. And when I say slightly, it was it was gross. And so he's like, Don't worry, it happens. Um and so they were able to fix that too. And so now everything goes down pretty nicely. Um I bet. <laughs> but uh yeah. So yeah, we we had to to kind of deal with that too. And so now we got new piping. But mm-hmm. oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Was it the stack, the the house stack or So or yeah, right in the basement, yeah. there's where all the piping stuff comes in. So like it's 
not copper. It's some sort of metal, and the pipe is thick and big, it's, but it, it had was totally, it galvanized. Yeah, I think yeah, so. that's what old. So the beauty of galvanized was is that it basically would catch like the minerals mm-hmm. that come in your water. Yeah. The bad part is that as it catches them, the pipe circumference would shrink. Uh-huh. And when we had our old galvanized torn out of our old house, we had an 80, 90 year old house yeah. before we moved. Um, it, like I'm talking like less than a, yeah. you know, half a penny's width of water. That's and, exactly yeah. what it looked like. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So gross. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that, that was kind yeah. of fun too. But, but talking about poop, I think in the beginning of Ezekiel, um, didn't we do some cook, cooking with some poop? Yeah, but how are you going to segue that to 26? Well, we're talking about Ezekiel, and we've gone through <laughs> oh, one, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven, and now we're all the way at 26. And Tyre's about to face some poop. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was, so when we were kids, um, there was a couple of like cartoons There's that were like Bible-based or whatever. And whenever we would watch them and they would talk about like Tyre, the city, I was always like, what a dumb name for a city. Mm-hmm. Like, tires? Like, I still think it's a dumb name for a city. <laughs> and if you're listening in tire, I'm sorry, modern day tire, take offense out there, really, because it's a dumb name for a city. <laughs> so, it probably means something cool in Arabic or Greek, and I just don't know what it is. Deactivate. Oh, something's been deactivated on my computer, which was what I was looking at my notes on. Um, that's not good. No. All right, let's try it again. All right. So anyway, Ezekiel 26. Um, and I just lost the spot where my notes are, and um, I've got a lot of notes for being in 26. So I'm stalling as I try and quickly... So, so while you stall, um, Tyre, uh, which we're about to have a prophecy against, was a major port city um, that thought that it was the cat's meow. So this would be a... New York, or if you want to get inland, this would be a Chicago or, you know, major, massive port city where goods and services are going in and out. It's a, it's uh, got an island with a fortress on it that's, like, thought to be impenetrable and all this other stuff. So Tyre, in its time, thought it was pretty hot to trot, and uh, they're about to make some pretty bold claims about who they are. Mm-hmm. Um and it it's not that they're just like, man, we are rough and tough. Look how awesome we are. Then they're going to pull God's chosen people into it and say they're better than them. So mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of the background as to why this prophecy is coming down. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Did that help you buy enough time? Yes, absolutely. I'm right there with you. So Ezekiel 26. Ezekiel 26. Yeah. All right. So probably one through six. Sure. I'm going to turn the light on. I'm going to Alright. That's what I do. Um, so... Better earlier or something? Yeah, right, I, I really do. i got to start school tomorrow. Yeah, man, you better start reading. Yeah. Ezekiel 26, uh, 1 through 6. In the 11th year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, because Tyre said concerning Jerusalem, Ah, the gate of the peoples is broken. It has swung open to me. I shall be replenished now that she is laid waste. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre. Um, and will bring up many nations against you as the sea brings up its waves. They shall destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers, and I will scrape her soil from her and make her a bare rock. She shall be in the midst of the sea, a place for the spreading of nets, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. And she shall become plunder for the nations, and her daughters on the mainland shall be killed by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. 
All right. Well, um, it's never good when God's against you. No, no, no. <laughs> so what you got? Uh, so essentially, like I said before, they're going to kind of come against uh, Jerusalem. And it's not just that it's like God's favorite. It's not just that they're his chosen. Um, it's that they're basically trying to replace God's established order. And we see this as kind of a common sin because essentially every time we sin, you and I and anyone listening, we're in a sense trying to say, no, God, that's wrong. I'm right. Or how I feel is how I should be acting and things like that. As opposed to saying, no, God, your will is correct. I'm going to follow that. Tyre is usurping God's established order, which is that Jerusalem is his chosen people. And right away, they're like, aha, the gate of the people is broken. It has swung open to me. I shall be replenished, you know, now that she is laid to waste. So they're like basically mocking the fall mm-hmm. of God's chosen city. And Proverbs 17, 5 says, whoever mocks the poor insults the maker. He who is glad with calamity will not go unpunished. So basically, I think this goes almost for anything. Like if, you know, you're like, you know, right now, by the time we post this, who knows what nuclear accident will happen. But, um, you know, if you're happy that like Russia has lost 15,000 soldiers in the conflict with Ukraine, there's a problem with you. It, those that's 15,000 lives that's calamity we should not be glad that that is happening that should break our hearts it should never be like oh there's a real butt kicking happening yeah the Russians are getting what they deserve you know um, or if you're like Steven Seagal and you're pro-Russian for some reason and, and you're happy that like cities are being bombed in the Ukraine like you, that should not make you happy mm-hmm. um, rioting in the United States should not make you happy <laughs> like you know, and on and on and on, uh, mass shootings, nobody should have deserved it. You know, like th- this is something you should not be doing. And here's tire straight up like, yes. Well, not only that, but they're taking it. It's like opportunity for them. So they're like, ah, now that Jerusalem's down, that means all their business goes to where? Goes to tire. So mm-hmm. they're seeing it as, okay, not only are they excited about that happening, but they see it as kind of an op- op- opportunist op- a new opportunity for them to be able to um, get wealthier, to take that business, to be number one, um, to not have that competition. So they're doing it, yeah, I mean, out of what you just said, but they're also doing it out of greed as well. Right. Um, well is, that, is that why we... That's true. That's you know? true. <laughs> and well, I mean, yeah, I guess all of that is is due to greed. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of one of those that it's now going to benefit them. And so, yeah, they're not sympathetic to that at all. Um, and that's obviously not going to go well. And right. God's going to kind of put him in his place. And what, I mean, I don't know. I don't think the rest of the countries get this much. But what Tyre has like three chapters in Ezekiel where it's like, bam, bam, bam. Um, you were feeling good, but, but I don't know about that anymore. Yeah. So Tyre, like we said, it's an island nation. And they're going to think they're really hot to trot. And in a second, you're going to see what the Assyrians are going to do. But essentially, they're paying tribute to the Assyrians. And they're going to say you know what, like, we don't have to. We're tough and mighty, don't have to worry about it. Um, but also, so Tyre's the, uh, the island fortress, but they also had, like, coastal settlements that kind of line a peninsula. So Tyre's on a peninsula, uh, at least, you know, historic Tyre 
like I said, I know it exists today or it existed recently. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Modern day, I'm you're the you're a history teacher. You have a better shot. Um, yeah, we don't talk about Tyre very much. Whatever. Yeah, you know, like they don't mean <laughs> yeah. anything anymore, right? Yeah. Um, they had coastal cities, and when it says, uh, "and her daughters on the mainland shall be killed by the sword," um, this isn't some odd, sadistic Old Testament passage where like they're only coming after like the women and killing them in some way, which I would not put it past like mm-hmm. the Assyrians or Babylonians to do such things. Yeah. The, the daughters are, they're talking about are the cities, the coastal settlements mm-hmm. in that area that are going to be destroyed as well. So it's not just the Island fortress that's going to get besieged. It's going to be one of those, like everything gets laid to waste all the way through and through. Yeah. It's a thorough butt kicking. And in the next couple of chapters, you're going to see ships a lot. Um, and you're going to see boats and, and waves and, and a lot of sea imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because, well, they are that island. Um, they are kind of a, um, they are an island. They are a seaport. They, they did a lot of their trade via um, the ocean. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, there's going to be a lot of terms that are going to go back to this idea. And I can't remember if it's, I think it might be 27, where you're going to get this really big imagery of a boat sinking. Or is that in 26? I think that's 27. Yeah, so and, I don't see anything about a boat in 26. Yeah, so I think it's 27. See, I had my anniversary over the week, so I did not get as much study time. Yeah. Um, excuses, excuses. No, um, I don't yeah, want to so. know what you mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, I, uh, I'm not as far as you. Sorry. That's, that's fine. Totally understandable. <sighs> okay. You should have been studying Ezekiel. I know. Accountability, accountability. I was studying my wife. <laughs> <laughs> So do we have to make this a rated R post now? No, no. We'll just if we end it here, we don't have to. Okay, good deal. All <laughs> right. So, um, twenty. Wait, nah. your set uh, verse seven is where you left off. All right, seven through seventeen. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will bring against Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings, with horses and chariots and with horsemen and host and a host of many soldiers. He will kill the sword, your daughters on the mainland. He will set up a siege and wall against you and throw up a mound against you and raise a roof of shields against you. He will direct the shock of his battering rams against your walls and with the, his axes he will break down your towers. His horses will be so many that their dust will cover you. Your walls will shake at the noise of the horsemen and wagons and chariots when he enters your gate as men enter a city that has been breached. With the hooves of his horses, he will trample all your streets. He will kill your people with a sword and your mighty pillars will fall to the ground. They will plunder your riches and loot your merchandise. They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. Your stones... And timber and soil they will cast into the midst of the waters, and I will stop the music of your songs, and the sound of your lyres shall be heard no more. I will make a bare rock, you shall be a place for the spreading of nets, you shall never be rebuilt. For I am the Lord, I have spoken, declares the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to Tyre, will not the coastland shake at the sound of your fall, when the wounded groan, when slaughter is made in your midst? Then all the princes of the sea will step down from their thrones and remove their robes and strip off their embroidered garments. They will clothe themselves with trembling. They will sit on the ground and tremble every moment and be appalled at you. And they will raise a lamentation over you and say to you, have you, how have you perished? Wait, wait, let's, oh, let's yeah, pretend you're in 16. All right. 16. All right. Yeah. Stopping at 16. And then we'll do like you. 17th around. All right. Good deal. That. Okay. This is real, guys. This is what happens to real podcasts. No. Yep. 
Um, we study, yes. So, Tyre looking at a temporary small opening, uh, they say, you know, the gate of the people is broken. It has swung open to me. I shall be replenished. So what they're saying essentially is um, because of this, like, fall of Jerusalem, I'm going to prosper. And God is the king of taking it next level. So, and here they start gloating about how the gates are open to them. And God says, oh, it's not just your gates that are going to be destroyed. It's every pillar. Like it's like every piece of your city, your horses, uh, or he, he has so many horses that their dust will cover you. You'll shake at the noise of the horsemen and wagons. They enter the gates of gates as men enter a city that has been breached. So you think the gates swinging open was good? Your gates are going to be like beneath my thousands of horses. Um, you expect to prosper at Jerusalem's demise? Well, in 12, they will plunder your riches and loot your merchandise. They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. Like not only will you be looted, but everything nice that you have that was left behind is going to be laid to waste. Like, it's like kind of spelling this or it's playing out this um, back and forth between like, oh, you think it's great that um, Jerusalem's gates are open and you can plunder them and like it'll be good for your trade? Well, this let's see what happens when your whole city is laid to waste and you're plundered completely and even the nice things that are left behind they can't take with them are destroyed mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and um, and so the language we get is very stereotypical of, of a siege warfare for, for mainland cities. Especially from um, Babylonians or Assyrians. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and it was a long siege, but actually they did not die under the, or they did not fall under the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, later on, Alexander the Great um, finished the job in 332 BC. Um, but after a 13-year siege, you had both sides that were fairly tired, and that's probably not going to make you a very strong city, and you're not going to bounce back from that very quickly. Um, so so did, did you hear <clears throat> what Alexander the Great did that basically fulfilled prophecy? No, what was it? So in 12, it says, Your stones and timber and soil will be cast into the midst of the waters. Mm-hmm. Alexander the Great uh, built a half-mile causeway to go out and conquer the island. Yeah. And he used the rubble from that destruction to build it. Nuh-uh. He literally threw their stones and timber into the water to make a bridge to march across to take out the island. So would that have been the stones and timber from the original attack from the Babylonians then? No, it's from when he came in. Oh, from when he came in. He okay. comes in, destroys the settlements, right. and builds a, a causeway out to the island with oh, them. Wow. He literally threw their stones and timber into the waters. Okay, that's freaking awesome, and yet not, and yet yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, you're uh, glad about calamity, huh? Is that what's going on here? I'm going to move I'm, my chair over a couple. Uh, uh, I am sad that I am glad that I was able to experience and see God's sovereignty played out in scripture and in real life. It reminds me that in Revelation, God is on his throne and sovereign in all circumstances. And what God knows your heart. He can tell when you're... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other part, like the... So in 14, it says, you shall never be rebuilt. Um, A lot of people like to point to that as like, well, look, Tyre was rebuilt. Um, there's two ways you could take this. 
One, they were never built to that grandiose of a level again. Tyre was never again a major port city that was important for trade. Um, Or, this is quite common with prophetic utterance in the Bible, it could be hyperbole. Mm. (gasps) What? (laughs) So, yeah. It's one of those dumb things people get caught up in. Well, it's proof the Bible's not real. Tyre exists. But, but I mean, but either way, like, it, it's not going to re- be reestablished as one of those main trade routes and, and powers again. Right. Um, and so you won't be rebuilt to, to the standing where you were at before. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, headed to 16. If you need to expound on anything, feel free. No. I, I'm like, I'm kind of... Take it over. I didn't have a ton for that. I mean, I had it was basic. I mean, siege warfare, Alexander the Great. I did not know the whole rebel fulfillment of that part, which is pretty cool. So what? <laughs> I acknowledge my sin. It's <laughs> uh, sixteen. It says then all the princes of the sea will step down from their thrones and remove their robes and strip off their embroidered garments. This basically means they're surrendering. Um, they're stepping off of their, uh, like all the little settlements around and the areas around will be, we'll see that Babylon is going to be cray cray and, uh, or Rome, depending on, you know, what the time era is. And they're going to surrender and step away from, uh, who they are. And they're just basically going to hand over their kingdoms without a second thought. They're going, nope, we're not all going to die today. (laughs) So, yay. Alright. So you want to start with 17? I know you read part of it and kind of go through it. start with 17. I would say this is a short podcast, but whenever it is, we end up talking for another 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 17 to the end? Yep. And they will raise a lamentation over you and say to you, sorry, my page moved. (laughs) How you... My page didn't move that time. I just made noises. Uh, (laughs) And they will raise a lamentation over you and say to you, How you have perished, you who were inhabited from the seas, O city renowned, who was mighty on the sea, she and her inhabitants imposed their terror on all her inhabitants. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall, and the coastlands that are on the sea are dismayed by your passing. For thus says the Lord God, when I make you a city laid waste like the cities that are not inhabited, inhabit, Inhabited, I can't read tonight. Inhabited, when I bring up the deep over you and the great waters cover you, then I will make you go down with those who go down to the pit, to the people of old, and I will make you to dwell in the world below among ruins from of from of old, with those who go down to the pit, so that you will not be inhabited. But I will set beauty in the land of the living. I will bring you to a dreadful end, and you shall be no more, though. You be sought for, you will never be found again, declares the Lord God. So this is actually the structure of a very common uh, funeral dirge. Uh, that would most likely be uh, read at like a loyal, uh, loyal. See, I'm like you. Yeah, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. A royal or military uh, ceremony or funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, so this lamentation contains that same kind of structure, which first of all, it has the glorification of the person, or in this case, the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that first part, you have perished, how you who were inhabited from the seas, O city renowned, uh, who was 
mighty on the sea. She and her inhabitants impose this terror on all the inhabitants. But like that's the glorification of who Tyre was. And then their fate is always the second and last half of it. Mm-hmm. So that verse 18? Yeah, it cut off funny on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall and the coastlands that are on the sea are just made at your passing. That's your end. So this is like a very common ancient Near East structure for a funeral dir- uh, dirge. Um, there's some that's what do, 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 do. Oh, um, the reason that other nations are lamenting this is because we said before Tyre was a major port and they would provide basically goods and services for others. So once that's gone, there is a fear of what the heck is to happen. So this dirge is not necessarily like unexpected or out of place or anything like that. It, it It's not, this is not like a condemnation or, or further condemnation of Tyre. This is God just saying what the future is going to hold. Well, and you probably have some uncertainty amongst the other countries as well. Right. So, yes, there's this dirge, but you have, unfortunately, when someone leaves power, someone else gains that power. Like, it's mm-hmm. one of those that, and you still see this in history. It's power vacuum. Right, absolutely. So that means that Tyre, who they knew, they understood, they were a seaport, they were trade, now falls who's next to take power. Um, so there's almost this void that mm-hmm. would create both shock because you've got a powerful country who's now, you know, what, a 13-year siege by, by Babylon. And yes, you barely made it, but you barely made it. And that brings a lot of uncertainty in that area, that nation. Um, and then someone else has to take that power if you're going to lose it. So it really genuinely would have brought uncertainty amongst the leaders and, and the other nations as well, probably. Definitely. And, and the... Um like the power vacuum structure that we talked about, this is something that like some people wonder like why like in a, a high gang area, a cop does like a SWAT team doesn't just go through and you know take out a whole gang, arrest all the members knowing that they're guilty of something. Um, part of the reason is, is because you got to be careful of what's going to take that place mm-hmm. or who's going to step in to take that place, especially when you have a high level operation going on. Right. And like even a lot of people think that like the Bloods and the Crips are just little gangbangers that like to hang out on the you know corner and cause trouble in neighborhoods or whatever mm-hmm. but like reality a lot of them are very active in like high levels of drug trade mm-hmm. um it wasn't just like some little like oh yeah these are the gangs these do drive-by shootings and terrorize neighborhoods no they like legitimately like had some serious stuff if you take out that gang who steps in to fill the void mm-hmm. And while that void is being filled what kind of violence comes from that right. so yeah there's definitely concerns with that and with Tyre gone you're right who's going to come in is it Babylon how's Babylon going to treat you you know like is it later is it Alexander the Great what's going to happen you know it, yeah it's definitely a, a scary time yeah yeah um, I guess 19 <laughs> through 21 you get you get some um, some imagery um, for thus says the Lord God when I make you a city laid waste like the cities that are not intended when I bring up the deep over you and the great waters cover you then I will make you go down with those who go down to the pit to the people so you see some like um, water um, imagery sea imagery utilized um, in the depiction of their destruction um, 
to, again, they, it would have very much fit with who Tyre was and how their destruction is being described in Scripture. Yeah, the watery elements and mm-hmm. lots of imagery in here about waves. and Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's like... The, we leave this with like the I will bring you to a dreadful end and you shall be no more. Though you be sought for, you will never be found again, declares the Lord God. And like, this is one of those places where like faith in Christ gives us hope where like there is no hope without. Mm-hmm. I think this spells out that contrast really well. Without Jesus, there's a dreadful end. There's nothing. Nobody will find you. You'll never be found. It's over. But like with God, with Christ, with Jesus, like it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like you're found in him. You're sought for by God and he finds you. And, you know, there is no dreadful end. It's a great ending. Like mm-hmm. you, it's not that you will be mo- no more. You'll actually be forever with him. Like there's just a lot of contrast. It, it, it's it's a bleak ending. But if we contrast it with uh, biblical truth, it has kind of a different, like kind of like this ending is like, it's like it's like the Drake meme, it's like mm-hmm. the hand up yeah. meme, kind of thing. Like as opposed to like the second part where I'm pointing at like, oh, life with Christ, you mm-hmm. know. Well, so, it's, it's, so just imagine when you listen to this, I look like Drake. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> um, well, you see God's grace through the whole, like all of the Old Testament, because even later on Ezekiel, we're going to see. So actually, even so far through Ezekiel, you see aspects of of God's kindness and His grace and His mercy as He holds out, and He has not had to. He He gives opportunity for repentance, and and even you know through Revelation, when you're talking about final judgment and wrath, you still have places of of God giving giving people in general the opportunity to repent. Um, like you just see God's heart for, for everyone throughout all of scripture. Um, and he never comes right away with wrath and it's like, he he gives you chance after chance after chance after chance until eventually he doesn't. Um, but you see God's grace and mercy has, is giving people this opportunity of repentance, all of old Testament. Like some people go back to the old Testament and be like, Oh my gosh, He's such a violent, mean God, and it's like, but read it. Like, <laughs> he is such a God of mercy and grace and love for for his people and even other people, um, giving them more and more chances than they actually deserve. And we, we see where, where Jesus brings about that grace to an even greater extent, um, and, all the way, and all the way to the end when you finish Revelation, you see that same mercy and grace played out. Um, and in people's lives who just don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. All of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So. Could be the shortest one ever. I know. So Ezekiel 27th and 8th, but unfortunately, Tyre's not done being destroyed. <laughs> well, or <laughs> he's got some more stuff going on. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. see, there's, yeah, both of those. So Ezekiel 27 and 28 are some more Tyre. Um so uh, so you've you're studied up through it. Do you think it'll be enough for next time one 
whole episode would be 27 and 20, or do you think it'll still be two? You know, I think we could probably do 27 and 28 together. Okay. And I think it would actually, actually, if I'm looking at 27, I don't have a ton of 20 on 27 because it's really a lot of, yeah, I'm making more destruction. I'm sure I do both. So I'm only partway through 28 right now. So um, I, I can't Oops. vouch for that. But for 27, so yeah. So anyway, so yep. <laughs> if you guys want to read up 27 and 28 for next week, we Let's may get to both of them. And if we don't, then... Then you're ahead of you're us. You're ahead, right? Yeah. So, yep. I have a, what's my, like, I have a boatload of notes on this, but we went through them really fast, so... Mm-hmm. I apologize. Oh, no, no. No. Well, see, I've got pretty many notes, but like you nope. said most of what I said. Yeah. Or wait, you said most of what I had already written down. So, and then you threw some extra stuff in there. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, I'm not cool. <laughs> Sad. No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Hey, you know what? The listeners, they, you know, normally we give them a a Presbyterian sermon. Uh-huh. And today we're going to give them a seeker sensitive sermon. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy the short one because it will never happen again. Probably not. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.